guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Wonderful Arsenio's ESL Podcast. Man, man, guys, we're going to discuss some good things today. You know what? I know I've been raining on people's parades a lot about jobs and whatnot. Sometimes we just need jobs. I completely understand that. Some of you may have amazing jobs that maybe you may want to speak about some of these similar situations. So make sure you reach out to me and follow me on my wonderful Arsenio's ESL podcast page. Now, in saying that, there are lots of people, obviously, they don't have that entrepreneurial or solopreneurship type of mindset, such as what I have. And I completely understand. Sometimes we need to look first learn how to follow and learn the ropes, get us shown with the ropes, Okay before we could go out and be a leader ourselves. And I understand that. So with a lot of you out there, how can you get jobs? That is the discussion for today. Now, first and foremost, before I kick this off, I want to hurry up and shine a light. I got, I don't know if I've talked about this recently, but you know, I got a WhatsApp message and it was a guy named Tony. And he's like, hi. And I'm like, hello, do I know you? Because I'm like, okay, could this be a troll? Someone on the website? I don't know what's going on. But then he said, no, I'm actually just wanted to thank you so much for your, your blog that you had written. I was like, oh, my God, what was the blog? He said, oh, how to, how to write a letter. And I said, oh, my God, I wrote that like three, uh, four years ago, all thanks to wonderful Dale Carnegie. And I said, tell me what happened. He said, well, when I was applying for a job, I didn't hear anything back for about a week. And then I found your blog. I used everything you said, and I got a response back. And I said, oh my goodness gracious, from a personal development perspective, that was the biggest thing. That was the biggest soul shifted thing that I ever heard from my perspective in terms of helping someone's life from a personal development perspective. And so when that happened, I said, man, how can I, you know, help people in, you know, in, you know, similar situations. And so that's what we're going to be talking about here. We're going to be talking about how you can write, obviously, a letter to future employers, investors, whatever it may be, so that you can not only just win their trust, but say, okay, we're absolutely going to choose him. Now, the re- a lot of people will say, okay, are you, can you do this? Well, I, there was only one job interview, technically, that I was turned down from. Okay. Now applications online here in Thailand, they always ask for a photo and it's for obvious and color reasons. Right. But for an interview, it wasn't so much an interview. It was an interview. I wasn't turned down. It's just, I never got a response back and it was shocking. It was so hard for me to accept it after about a month. I just thought they were going to respond, but, um, it was one of the longest standing oldest, uh, tutorial centers out here in Thailand. I'm like, man, I'm going to get a job today. And I was just so excited about it. And I think I had slipped up because it sounded like they wanted me to do more of the corporate training division. And he's like, Oh, is there any other things that you have going on? I'm like, Oh, well, I do have this company. I would like to keep them. See, I shouldn't have even said that to begin with. And I think that was the dead giveaway saying, Oh, that means we're not coming first. No, that's it. But it was such a good interview. I was like, dude, I got this in a bag. I'm going to get a response within like 24 hours. You know, I already got my place. I got my place set up, man. This is the greatest part of my life right here. And I ended up not getting it. And I was just in denial for such a long time. And I remember one of my students was like, Arsenio, if they wanted you. And I remember I, it was right before Christmas. And I kept saying, oh, it's because Christmas. He probably went back home. Then it was before New Year's. I was like, oh, it's before New Year's. Okay, no, no, no. It's because he's at home right now. And then next, you know, January 3rd came around. I was like, oh, but not everyone comes back until, you know, and it just kept going and going and going. And then next, you know, my student, and he helped me a lot. And his name was Bill. And I still have his photo, as a matter of fact. And he told me, 
He said, Arsenio, you already know what happened. If they wanted you, they would have told you a very long time ago. And I'm like, dude, that is so, that is so true. And when he told me that from his perspective, for some reason, it hit home. And it made me realize, Arsenio, move on. I remember a couple of days ago, a couple of days later after the interview, I sent him to my documents and other things. And I had it in a bag, I thought. I was like, oh, this is good. I could, you know, try to say it was a whole black thing because the lady had seen me before, a Thai lady who was working there. And she saw that I was being interviewed. I wore my lucky suit. I wore my lucky shoes. I thought I had this bad boy in a bag. Um, but I didn't get it. And I'm very grateful that I didn't get it because obviously it has, you know, what, what all, my entire experience leading up. I, if I would have chose that company, I wouldn't be working at this company right now, working from home. You see what I mean? I wouldn't have had the opportunities to do the things that I've been doing. Oh, so I'm just unbelievably grateful for the entire thing. So sometimes people, we just have to accept whatever it is, but understand, okay, well, I didn't get it because they weren't looking for someone like me, not so much your qualities, your resume or anything, just like you. Sometimes it's all based on personality. If you come in, you have a lot of energy and they got a lot of born energy and they're like, oh man, we don't want any energetic, you know, really positive, like-minded individuals here. Get the hell out of here. We want people who want to complain and bitch like us. You never know. You really never know. And so what we're going to do is we're going to listen to four recordings, okay? We're going to listen to four speakers and we're going to talk about their approach and applying for a job and then after that we're going to listen or we're going to take out some of those little excerpts and say okay was this actually a good thing to say yes or no because again when it came to me getting my first job i couldn't believe it two days later i think it was one day later he said arsenio we want to hire you i said oh my god i got a job i got a job i got a job i was so excited it was right before my graduation too and um you know when i went moved to australia i had three interviews before i even arrived and it was from a website. I forgot the website name, but you know, it said, oh, email. Okay, someone looked at your profile. It's up to them for them to contact you. One of the job places were terrible. Uh, no, it wasn't terrible. It's just, oh God, it was, just, oh my God. Anyways, let's leave it at that, okay? But another place was a dental tip agency. She would send me to different workplaces throughout Melbourne. Now, we already know that story. Melbourne, as the dental offices in Melbourne, as opposed to, you know, Sydney, it's like comparing heaven to hell. Melbourne, man, I don't know what it was, but man, I did not enjoy Melbourne at all. But when I finally went to Sydney, man, I, you know, my first job in Sydney, obviously, is one of the worst jobs, one of the second worst human being I ever met in my life, the third worst human being I ever met in my life. But I learned so much throughout the process, you know, patience and not being walked over you know, like a superior, that whole thing that I was talking about in my previous podcast, not being walked over. So what we're going to do, we're going to get dissect some of these excerpts, and I'm going to give you guys as much feedback as I possibly can in terms of how to get a job, what they say, what you could do differently, and how to, you know, write that letter. All right. So first and foremost, let's get into this listening. I think that these days you have to really sell yourself. Certainly, this is what employers expect in the USA. You should show them how great and self-confident you are. Modesty isn't going to get you anywhere, and no one is going to mind if you exaggerate a bit and dress things up to sound more impressive. Make the potential employer feel that, although this is the job you always wanted, 
And of course you are the ideal person for it. If they don't snap you up, someone else will. So they had better hire you before they lose the chance. No, because th th that does not work. That is horrible. Lord, listen, guys, you, depending on what type of company you are at, if you say, if you guys, if you tell, that was horrible. If you tell an employer, you better hire me or you're going to regret it. Guys, they're not going to hire you. Are you serious? Man, I remember I applied to Caesars Palace, the hotel out there in Las Vegas after I had come back from, um, what is it, uh, Australia, right? And I had these three people. They were the most hard-nosed, mean, mug-looking faces I've ever seen. Two Mexicans, one white dude, right? Two Mexicans, one Caucasian. Sorry, got to be correct here. Um, and I'm like, guys, are you going to smile during this interview process? Now, no, I didn't have a suit. Didn't own a suit, okay? No, I didn't have a tie. Had to travel almost two hours to get there. And they judged me based off those two things, not what I actually said. And I'm like, well, well I guess I'm never going to get into the hotel industry. That's a bunch of garbage anyways. And luckily, I didn't, considering what has happened, obviously, around uh, the world, <laughs> in you know, like eight years later, right? But um, in saying that, like, if they're very judgy based on what you wear, et cetera, et cetera, forget about it. Just let that go. Because I'm telling you right now, based on what you wear, it does not matter that's number one number two this guy's saying going in there with confidence this and that no you need to go in there and listen not only that you need to go in there and you need to understand everything about the company in terms of what they want in terms of what they need in terms of past problems in terms of what they're looking for and you need to cater your resume exactly to that call-in that's exactly what you want to do Right. And so if they're looking for someone who's highly skilled in this, you're going to put your resumes. Not you're not going to say highly skilled and use the same words. You're going to speak to them on a subconscious level and say, Excel has always been my strongest suits at this company because I did this and this and this. And they're going to be like, oh my God, we need that. Oh my God, we need that. You want those things to jump out in their face. Okay. Because you don't want to talk about yourself. You want to talk about how you could be a contribution to them. That's the goal. So let's look at some, let's listen to some more of this, but this is bad. Track this is 14. Bad. This is real bad. Speaker 2. Oh boy, here we it's go. It's not often that qualifications and experience totally match up to an advertised post. So it's preferable to emphasize other qualities, like your willingness to learn and the fact that you work hard. In fact, you should be careful not to give the impression you are overqualified for the job. I think that employers are often more interested in things like loyalty and ability to fit in. A high flyer who knows too much can create a bad working atmosphere and break a team. Personally, I want the employer to think that I am going to be easy to work with and won't create too many waves. Okay, so overqualify. If you go in and you say, I have a PhD, I have this, I have that, that's a problem. Let me give you an example. One of my students, okay, by the name of Alex. Big shout out to you, Alex. He is a nurse out there in America. He was taking, I don't know what it was, vital signs. He was the nurse at the hospital, whatever it may be. And I remember that, I was so distraught, I wasn't distraught, but I was disgusted at the way the patient acted towards him. 
minimizing him. She said, or he said, whatever it may be. Oh, well, I have a PhD. What's your highest form of education? See, to ask a nurse that, it's kind of like, oh, my highest form is a bachelor degree. And to be honest with you, I don't need a bachelor de degree to put this needle in your hand. So you be careful with what you say. I wouldn't threaten them in that way, but I would say, listen, what does your PhD, PhD has anything to do in the situation we're in right now? Number two, you're flaunting to the wrong person because I personally can't, I don't give a fuck about your PhD. Your PhD means nothing and I feel really bad for the family you come from. No, see, that's me just going on a full on attack, but that right there, showing that you're overqualified, don't bounce that bullshit, don't. Now experience this, that, absolutely, but they wanna show, what did you learn? What was your process? What did you learn at your past job? And this is one of the most difficult things because if I were to ever apply at a job, it would be very difficult for me to say, but for you, what did you know going in and what did you learn going out? That's what you wanna talk about. So, you know, my willingness to learn, let me give you an example. At my previous job, I didn't know about these three things, but because of those three things, it made the company do this and I learned this and I was able to take this away from it. See what I mean? And those three things are going to be relatable to what they're looking for also, right? It's always in terms of what they're looking for. Some people are just saying, oh, we're just looking for an ESL teacher. There's no such thing. When they're just looking for an ESL teacher, they're just looking for a poster boy, okay? A poster boy that shows up and they could just like, like advertise him. That's it. But when you're actually looking for like a trainer and someone who specializes in specific things, it's a totally different story. So in saying that, people, don't go in, don't boust your education, don't boust any of that. I know in some countries you got to, but go in and say, your willingness to learn, your willingness to not so much fit in, okay? Don't talk about fitting in, because you never want to fit into a toxic culture. You don't know what the culture is just yet. But I'm going to go in, I'm going to show you my willingness to learn how I learned in the past and how I can be a contribution to you. Not me, 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 me. Fuck me. This is about you, you, you. This is about what you're looking for. And that what is what has brought me here to this interview today. So keep that in mind. Next one. Let's get into this bad boy. And so... Track 15. Speaker 3. No one likes a big head. But on the other hand, don't be falsely modest either. Basically, your qualifications and experience tell their own story, so you're not going to impress anyone by adding a lot of adjectives like excellent and outstanding to your CV. Usually, this will make an experienced recruitment officer suspicious. It doesn't hurt to acknowledge one or two weaknesses either, areas that you would like to improve and you want a chance to develop. Above all, be honest, because if you exaggerate or lie, in the end, someone is going to cut you out, and you'll end up looking stupid. <laughs> I guess, you know, putting it up, Frank. Um, so, weaknesses. This is the thing, strengths. Talk about your, not strengths, talk about what you had learned, again, related to the job at hand. Weaknesses. Don't talk about weaknesses. Talk about where you would like to improve. 
there's no such thing as weaknesses. There's no such thing as weaknesses, right? These are just areas that you didn't focus on. Oh, my weakness is leadership. No, you just didn't focus on it. There's no such thing as a weakness in leadership. It's just, it's a skill that has lied dormant in you because there's leadership in all of us. So when they say weaknesses, be like, you know what? The areas that I would like to improve would be like graphic design and a couple of things in regards to this, this, and this, relating it back to the company, okay? But like subconsciously, not like us taking things word for word, using different synonyms, and then say another one. Because if you go in and say weakness, oh, my weakness is get along, along with people. Okay, bye. Oh, my weakness is, uh, I don't have any weaknesses. If someone says, Arsenio, what's your weakness? In terms of jobs, um, if, if I think of the first weakness, I would just say I don't fit in with the crowd. I'm going to do things that are unorthodox. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And people would automatically assume, oh, my God, that's the worst thing in the world. No, this is something that I did at my previous job. And it was laughed at. What was it? A conversation course. You guys approach me. The marketing director said, ha, 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 we're an academic tutorial center. We're not, we don't have conversation. They're now a half a million dollars up because of it. And guess who did that? Me. Because why? I did things outside the lines. See, some people say, oh, we can only do this, 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 this. But those same people probably failed on their businesses already. You got to think outside the box. Does that make sense, people? So it's not so much weaknesses. It's about improvements. Improvements in your own personal development. Right? So again, if they say weaknesses, I'd be like, oh, well, I would like to improve in ways that we could ex execute on meetings. I have a tendency of uh, not doing proper note taking or I get outside my agenda when we're actually having to sit down or you know, doing follow-up emails. Like things that are like very, very minute, very, very small. It's, not, it's nothing about your personality. You know through personal development that you're going to develop on a daily basis to achieve a goal. Does that make sense? Keep that in mind, please. Because if you don't, guess what? They're going to call you out and they're going to see it. So last one. Here Track we go. Track 16. Speaker 4. People's motivations interest employers. If you want to work for a specific company, tell them why. Especially if you are changing jobs. Valid reasons would be that you are frustrated by the limitations of your present post or that you can't fulfill the potential of your background and education. Don't whine, though, and don't blame your current employers. You've learned a lot with them, but it's time to move on. Tell potential employers that you have a lot to offer, and all yes. you need is an opportunity to show it. If someone gives you a break, they won't be disappointed. That's true, because a lot of us, we have a tendency of applying for jobs while we're still working at the job, and they're going to ask you, so why do you want to leave? See, I think I was just slightly negative, and I threw them under the bus just a little bit, but I did abide by some of those rules, right? And so, me, it was about the limitations, right? And so, 
when he said, okay, why would you like to leave? And I said, well, back in 2014, when I applied for this job, I wasn't sure exactly what tutorial, you know, tutorial center was, but when I started building up different skills, skills that are relatable to the description, TOEFL, being, a, being one of the best in terms of teaching IELTS, doing this, doing that, teaching at different corporations like SCG and Toshiba, um, and you know, uh, the, the other place, what were the other places? I forgot. Um, damn, I forgot. Anyways, yeah. And, and doing this and doing that. I realized that the only way I can take this to the next level was to get here to Bangkok. That is the only way I can excel and learn even more. I feel like the statue of limitations is there and I feel like I've learned everything there and I need more of a challenge to take myself outside my comfort zone because I feel like I'm too comfortable right now. Guys, go write it down. That was one of the greatest things you'll ever hear, okay? Because that right there, you're not, don't whine, don't complain. I believe that I think at some point I won or did this or did that. And, you know, uh, I think at the end of the interview during that time, he said, hey, you know, uh, could you, um, you know, when can you start? I'm like, I can start now. I'm getting ready to leave. He's like, okay, this and that, all these different things. Um, now, if he says, when can you start? I'm like, okay, well, I only have a couple of classes during these days. Right now, I'm free on these days, as I've already stated, like on the sheet that you're going to see in the manila, in the, in the manila envelope. Um, and also, I'm already living in Bangkok, so it's very, very easy to commute at the moment. See, I could have, I could have talked way ahead. I could have nailed that job interview 1,000%. If I went in there with the mindset in terms of not only not, not getting the job, just a job, but speaking to the soul of them, rather than me going in there more at more out of vengeance of my previous job, just to go back. It, it, because my, to be honest with you, my goal was to go into my job at the beginning of the year and throw down a 30, uh, what is it? A 30 day notice to say, fuck you guys, I'm out. That's what I really wanted to do. That is what my ultimate goal was to quit before I even needed to like stop the work permit. That's what my goal was. It really was to get confirmation to say, okay, this, okay, that way can you start full time? I can put in the 30 day or uh, I'm ready exactly when you are on these days. I'm going to put you there. Um, if you would like me to start full time, that whole process would be very easy because we have a lawyer at the thing. Uh, I'm already in, you know, deep cuts with him and et cetera. You know what I mean? I could have done so much better. Looking back on that, am I regretful? Hell no. Those rules are, thank you, thank you. I'm very happy with where I am right now. If I took that route, who knows where I probably wouldn't be doing an ESL podcast. Let's just put it that way, right? I would be working for others and not maximizing my true potential. That's all there is to it. So in saying that, people, again, if we look at some of these qualities and achievements, I'd really like to work for, let's look at, uh, I don't know, we got about eight of them, okay? Hey. I'd really like to work for you because you're such a great company. That's too vague. You need to be more specific. I would like to work for you because I see what you're doing in the graphic design department in terms of a couple of things that you guys had created recently. Going back to, you know, two months ago, I saw this ad and I was like, see, these are the skills that I'm not, we're not being trained on. And I would like to start picking up speed. This is one of the things like my coachability, huh? Coachability and my willingness to be coached so I could get to that level. All right, so don't know what happened there, but anyways, let's continue this. Okay, so here we go. 
Does that make sense? So let's go into the next one. If you think doing things well is important, I'd like to work for you. What the hell does that even mean? Doing things well? No, no, don't put that on a CV, okay? Uh, or, or even a cover letter. Let's keep going. I don't really have the profile of the ideal candidate. Oh, man, these are, um, yeah, I don't really have the profile of an ideal candidate in terms of qualifications, but to be honest with you, and based on my track record in terms of these specific departments relatable to the company, I'm your guy. You know, I wouldn't say I'm your guy, but put it a little bit differently, but you guys get what I'm saying. Number four. I've worked with many different and important companies. They don't care about you. They care about what you've done. Now, if you want to put it that way, just say I've worked for, you know, I've trained at companies in terms of email writing and presentations and these different types of workshops. See, that's me saying that I've worked not at important companies, but just companies with big names, but I've done it in a way to not sound egotistical or brash. Meaning like, yeah, I work, yeah, I have PhD, I worked at this. Nobody gives a fuck, fuck, fuck about your PhD. Excuse my fr fr French, all right? God damn, I'm sick of these people, man. Anyways, keep it going. <sighs> okay, I'm good. I've shown I can work with all kinds of people and get on with everyone. Give me an example of that. That's too vague. People, this is what I do in terms of TOEFL. I want specifics. Give me specifics. If there are no specifics, then we are just wasting our time. Okay? So, after that, what we could do is obviously go on to the next one. I was just thinking about just running downstairs because I think a big storm's coming, but it's all good. I look after practical day-to-day -day aspects of department organization. Completely unrelatable. Let's keep it going. I want a new job because my company probably won't be able to promote me. Ah! Nothing relatable to money. That is wrong. Okay, I would like a new job because the limitations or I've already maximized my skills and my abilities at that company and I would like to challenge myself more. Give an example of it. Always example, example, example. What I learned going into the company, I didn't know much about test preparation. Now, in regards to of where the company would like to go, I feel like there aren't that many challenges on the outskirts of Bangkok, and I would like to go more inner Bangkok because I know that there are bigger things that I can maximize on, different skills, different leadership, you know, components and conferences and, you know, different people I can meet and, you know, the, the, the you know, potential coaches and mentors. Get what I'm saying, people? That's what they want to hear. Next, I have five years of international business experience for working for a, chem a chemicals company. Okay, you could say that. Okay, but tell me exactly what you did in those five years. Like, that's just, come on, guys. That, nobody wants to hear that. Such as, and, I done, I, and I've done things such as, such as, such as, such as, such as, such as. Okay, I want to hear it. Tell me exactly what did you learn. So, in saying that, people, I hope you took a lot of notes there are. A lot of key phrases in there that you can learn. Speak to their hearts. Speak to their soul. Speak in a way that you're speaking to exactly what they're looking for, not what you're looking for. Please. It's not about money. It's about you becoming the best individual within the company and allowing them to grow along with you. That's what you're going to do. And coachability is the vocabulary term for today. I'm your host as always. Over and out.